Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bridge. We're a show that connects East and West. I'm Jason from California, and I'm in beautiful Wuhan, China, and today with us is Bebe. Hey, hello, everybody. Hi, Jason. My name is Bebe. Hello. Yeah, and I live in Beijing. We are trying to connect East and West. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we are pretty good for this role because we've lived in both places. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. I chose the topic international travel, but you know, my real secret topic or like what I was thinking in my head is, well, you know, where do they go? But also Hmm. like, what are the perceptions that Chinese people have of other countries and other languages and other peoples versus the US? Because, you know, maybe the US Mm. goes to England a lot. A lot of Americans, they think I want to go abroad. I'm going to London or Mm. I'm going abroad. I'm going to Paris. Those are two of the first things they think of. Mm -hmm. So when I was thinking about this topic, yeah. Well, I think, well, would a Chinese person like, like if they have a list of places that they want to go, I think the U.S. would be at the top, first place, second place. But the problem with the U.S. these past two years haven't been the greatest, right? When it comes to Sino-U.S. relations, but in the past, at least, that's like one of people's top choices. And then I would say Japan because it's a lot closer. I mean, with the U.S., it's uh, it's far away, right? And the tickets are expensive. But to Japan from Beijing, it's only three hours. You know, like a nap, and mm. then you were there. And tickets, maybe 3,000 to 5,000 RMB. Like 5,000 is on the mm-hmm. pricier side. Sometimes you can get it much lower. I think visas a little bit harder to get. I, I vaguely remember you need to have like a certain amount of savings. And it's not like a small amount to be able to get the visa. And Korea, Korea is also close by. Girls like to go to Korea for shopping and for the food and for, you know, buying cosmetics related things. And then Australia and New Zealand have been very popular. Um, well, nowadays, well, in the past two years, the relationship between international relationship between Australia and China hasn't been the greatest. So I'm sure it might influence, <laughs> impact Australia's uh, listing on China's favorite mm-hmm. destinations. But New Zealand, um, it's getting more popular. And then when it go, when it comes to Europe, I think uh, basically, uh, most European, mm, hmm, especially like Northern European, and then of course France, England maybe, uh, but I think France maybe ranks a little bit higher than that. Another country that's getting more popular, I think, is uh, Serbia. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry to all of our Serbian has, listeners. <laughs> I know. Well, let me explain Serbia just a little bit because I knew it sounds new, right, out of nowhere. Um, I think it's mainly due to the friendship that. Uh, both sides uh, built over the past few years, especially since the pandemic, how Serbia and China have been helping each other. So the reason why a lot more people are thinking about going to Serbia once the pandemic is, I guess, more under control internationally, is that a friendship has been built over the past two years. Well, maybe it's longer than that, but known to the public, uh, the public gets you know, new start to know about it in the past two years um, because of the uh, mm-hmm. medical equipment and the teams we sent to Serbia. And then their president 
and also their populace, they're so grateful of the help from China. And uh, it's just, you know, back and forth, back and forth. When we had first that problem, they helped. And also with Pakistan, you know, they were the first ones to offer their help to mm -hmm. China when the pandemic first mm -hmm. started. And then the friendship just builds upon that. You know, you help me when I'm in need. I help you when you're in need. And now, you know, people are, are, are like, ooh, this is never thought about going to Serbia to visit. But I think this is a great choice. Um, so I'm sure there will be a surge of, um, you know, travelers, Chinese travelers uh, to Serbia in, in the near future. So mm. that's I'm going to put that on the list. And then I think maybe the others are, you know, South America. These are great destinations. But for most Chinese people, it's probably just the place that I mentioned. Yeah, these are the most popular ones. There's also a difference between like where people want to go and where people actually go. I looked at 2017 where Chinese people actually go and your your list is almost exactly right. It was number one, Japan, number two, Thailand, number three, South Korea, followed by Australia, the US, Singapore, Hi, Thailand. Uh, mm. Canada and, and New Zealand. But you know, that's also not necessarily where people want to go. Because if you look at that, you know, Japan, Thailand, South Korea, right? Mm. They're all right next to China. Mm. So, like, they're accessible, they're easy, they're inexpensive. Right. The number one place, apparently, Americans want to go mm -hmm. is Australia, which is, I really? kind of found surprising because it's not interesting to me. <laughs> it's pretty much just, it looks just like the States to me. Well, with more sheep. But it's also, like... <laughs> The opposite side of the earth. So it's one of the places that oh. very few Americans have actually gone. Most right. Americans go to like the Caribbean, Mexico, followed exactly. by like England and Canada. Mm. And you know, Engl England and France, and this is really the why I chose the topic. You touched on it also, Serbia, right? Mm. Where do people like? I watched this movie mm. in the 1980s. It's uh, called uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Huh. And in the movie, like, it basically does all these stereotypes about the American traveler in the 1980s and how unsophisticated they were and, <laughs> like, bum the bumbling family with their kids trying to make their way across <laughs> Europe. You know, it's obviously a super exaggeration. Driving on the wrong side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an exaggeration, <laughs> but it's also, like, got some truths in it about, like, how Americans were perceived at the time because they were the new moneyed country or whatever. Mm. Americans, if you talk to people in America, people love the French accent. They love the English mm. accent. There's like a, mm. an obsession, like a romance almost. Like if girls hear like Frenchmen, they're, oh my gosh, it's, it's such a cute <laughs> accent. And the same thing with English accents. There's a big like affinity towards people from Western European countries for Americans. So people, yeah, they, they just sound like they're part of the royalty or something, the royal family. <laughs> well, the English, yeah. yeah, they sound sophisticated. There's the sophisticated sound. French is actually more like associated with romance. You know, French mm -hmm. is thought of, at least by Americans, as like this very, I've talked to Chinese people. Same here. For you, maybe. I've talked to a lot of Chinese folks uh -huh. and they're like, what? French? I didn't know that. Like, they're sort of surprised by it. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a thing that Americans perceive more mm. than maybe like a lot of Chinese people are like, oh, I didn't even know that or whatever. Mm. Like, I didn't know that French people had like a sexy accent. So I wanted to kind of talk about where do we like to travel mm -hmm. as a vehicle to talk about like biases, mm. you know, positive or negative that Americans and, and Chinese people have about other countries. And your discussion mm. about how you predict Serbia will become a hot travel destination is exactly the kind of stuff I wanted to talk mm. about. So and yeah, go ahead. I want to ask you, 
uh, a question. Mm. Uh, from my perspective, I think a lot of Americans, they are, you know, they really want to go to the beach. Mm -hmm. It's like when they think about a vacation destination, somewhere on the beach or close to the beach mm. is like, mm. you know, their top choice. Yeah. In China, I mean, it's, of course, the beach is nice, but it's not like the first thing they think. Oh, you of. haven't met my wife. That's all she thinks about. Well, because she, <laughs> she grew up, right? A, a, um, along the coast. Yeah, yeah. But most Chinese people, they live inland, mm. you know, pretty far from the ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, people like to go to Sanya, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's far and it's pretty pricey, you know, given the average price in China. Mm -hmm. But then in the States, it's like, there's a fascination, seems to us, fascination with the beach mm -hmm. and uh, just, you know, getting tanned, um, you know, from Chinese perspective. It's like, why why do they want to lie on the beach and get toasted <laughs> on the sand? <laughs> it seems like that's just your, you know, number one choice for vacation. Mm -hmm. um, but for in China, for Chinese travelers, first of all, they want to go to places where they can take a lot of photos, mm -hmm. you know, to show that I have been here. Yeah, like landmarks? These, um, landmarks, exactly. Mm, they want to mm. go there and snap, snap, snap. And that's like the most important thing. But, you know, for me, I go for the culture and for food. Mm. I would travel for food and also for stationery. <laughs> <laughs> like you, so I, I would, you know, Japan, I would go to Japan just to buy pens and, you know, notepads and things like that and i want to go to germany i haven't been to uh, germany i think they have nice like stationery and, and other nice stuff wow. um so I, you know we go for different things do you want to go shopping and i think i yeah, i do want to go shopping but i'm not interested in like you know these famous brands or bags or clothing i'm not my thing i like books and stationery and you know junk food mm. or just food mm. in general mm. <laughs> and japan and korea they offer a lot of that um, and they're not too expensive. And also another thing is I sense a very strong sense of curiosity um, from the Chinese people about the outside mm -hmm. world. I mean, that's been um, like that for the past few decades, especially since, you know, the opening up. The Chinese people have been so curious about what it is like outside, especially, you know, about the United States. But while I was living in the States, I don't feel as much of that curiosity. You know, like in America, people are happy where they are. They're mm -hmm. already mm -hmm. at the top of the, the world, literally. So, Well, you I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, Really? Is that, that's <laughs> not how you feel, right? I think a lot of Americans are interested in traveling abroad and are curious about going to places. But mm -hmm. also there's this big idea that America has a lot of places to see. So a lot of Americans that's go true. to other places in America. That's true. But, you know, mm. I think it's also about affordability. Like, you know, mm. there's a huge wealth divide in the United States where there's a lot of people that don't have very much and they work a lot mm. and they don't get vacation time unless they choose not to be paid whereas like there's a small group of people with a lot of money and a lot of free time who travel a lot right. out of the u.s or live on a cruise. so i think that if more people had vacation mm -hmm. time that they would choose to go abroad mm -hmm. more often but because it's not uh accessible to a lot of america hardworking american people mm -hmm. as, as a politician would say folks <laughs> really you know you know they work a lot i mean people mm -hmm. working like two jobs or something and if they're not working two jobs then they're they don't have enough money to travel, most of the vast mm. majority of them. So if they're going to travel, it's like 
they drive with their friends to like the beach for a, the weekend or something. And that's about, mm-hmm. that's most of people's tra- like vacation in quotes, because vacation time mm-hmm. is not something a, a lot of Americans have access to. You know, the people who do have access, they do travel. Mm-hmm. And the people without access, they don't travel. It's not that they don't want to travel. They mm-hmm. don't have a- economic, the economic viability to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also um, language learning, mm, mm, mm. you know, like uh, we talked about this the other day, uh, like in China, mm. everybody wants to learn English. Mm. It's like almost mandatory, especially for kids like my daughter's generation. Mm. That's like basic, you know, you, you got to learn English. And then some if they can, you know, have the time, they'll start a second mm-hmm. foreign language. And that's great for traveling in the future. I think for my generation, we know that our kids are going to travel. Uh, not just around China, mm. but like internationally. And um, maybe because, I mean, the U.S. is is so big, mm. right, in itself. And also, um, it's not, I guess, to the West and to the East, it's not close to anybody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, South America um, is a little closer. Canada looks like just about the same. It's not as interesting, right, from American perspective, mm-hmm. I think, at least. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, look at China. We are like surrounded, mm. especially Southeast Asia. There are a lot of uh, destinations you can go. And you mentioned Thailand. I forgot that one. Thailand has been a very popular destination. It's um, it's not that expensive mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. pretty close, mm-hmm. but it's extremely congested. I mean, like the cars just don't move <laughs> in <laughs> yeah, Bangkok. But, I mean, the thing about going to Thailand, though, is you don't go once you get to into your resort a lot of people go to vietnam or thailand and they don't actually want to go around you don't like oh, it's not a lot mm-hmm. of like i want to go see this and that mm-hmm. you go to your resort and maybe you go out on the street for cheap food like i saw a ton of chinese people there like i saw I when bet. i was in, i was staying in a resort place with my wife she planned the whole vacation so i don't even remember where we were nice. we were like on an <laughs> island off of the coast it was really beautiful mm. um i saw a ton of chinese people and a ton of australian people so oh, it was like right it was like almost the city the area we were in was divided three ways it was one third australians mm-hmm. one third in, you know thai people mm-hmm. and one third chinese people mm. and the chinese people were generally just like having a good time and the australians were just like being the biggest partiers you ever saw oh my goodness <laughs> and then like you know the thai people were just like trying to sell stuff and like it was like right. you know very clear that where we were was for tourists to come and so all the people there were there to make money yeah and so there was like See, lots yeah, yeah yeah this reminds me um i've been to thailand once and my impression of the country besides that it was uh the capital was very congested i've never been anywhere that's mm. that's more congested than that um and mm. it was hot i went there in december around christmas time mm. it was very very hot but other than that the most um uh, memorable thing was how friendly people were mm. Mm. everybody had a smile on their face mm. and there was a, also a calmness to it so i think when we think of traveling destinations, especially internationally, safety, that's something that comes to mind. And um, for example, like Japan, we consider it a very safe place to travel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also New Zealand, right? It just offers you a sense of uh, tranquility with mm-hmm. all the um, farms and sheep and cows <laughs> and uh, Thailand, of course, and Europe also, but Italy and Spain. They're kind of, they, they don't have as good of a reputation when it comes to safety because mm. a lot of people get robbed when they're traveling. It's like part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go there, it's part of the deal. You just have to watch out for yourself. But 
other countries, like the few that I mentioned earlier, they have very good reputation. So people, you know, they're willing to go. It's mostly just a matter of time and money. You know, it's interesting you you put um, Italy and Spain as places that you consider unsafe because I, I, a lot of Americans, I don't think that that's their perception. So I think that's a that's probably more of a Chinese mm, perception of things. Because we hear stories. It's like, you know, everybody who went there, we know, got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> so even wow. oh, also, and the reason, another reason why was a few years ago, there was this reality show of a bunch of um, like Chinese like mm-hmm. first tier stars. They went to I think well they they were they probably traveled around a couple countries, and when they got to Spain, um, one of the ladies like her jewelry were robbed. Mm. Like it, they were worth like couple million RMB. I mean for us like we couldn't imagine that. You know, they were stars. They were like first tier stars. Every that everybody mm. knows here in China. And even they got robbed. And, you know, there was a whole deal where it was a reality show. They follow the stars around to the police station and all. I think eventually they got it back. They probably contacted the embassy and all that. Um, so that's another reason why. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds, right? If they could get robbed, you better, you know, watch out for your well, purse. My American friends who've gone to Spain have always described it as like, you know, just like sitting around playing guitars and on in the park and that like, too very romantic yeah. men and a beautiful language and food that and too. things and italy every every person i know they always go to like rome and milan and it's like more mm. romantic i haven't heard a lot of stories about the danger of going there not danger so, just like, you know getting pickpockets not seriously you know guns uh, and knives uh, and i think one reason for that is uh, the high unemployment rate a lot of people they don't they can't find there's not enough employment you know, mm. so anyhow, but I don't want to ruin people's impression. I mean, when you travel, always pay attention to, you know, your valuables. <laughs> so, well, you know, me personally, I don't have a lot of valuables I would bring on a trip. <laughs> so I'm not bringing two million kwai right. of jewelry with me to some <laughs> other country. My wife and I were like, okay, here's my backpack. Right. Let's go. <laughs> the, ni- the nicest things we have are the things we're taking home with us that we bought there. Mm. And cell phones. Um, it's not its value, but so, the yeah. things that you have on it. Yeah. But these are the things we will consider, you know, when we think about um, foreign destinations. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, things are kind of uh, not normal, you know, for the past few years. Usually Chinese tourists, you can see them everywhere, right? And I I would Mm -hmm. imagine that there will be more Chinese people going to Africa too in the future. that a lot of Chinese people I know planning their trip to Africa. It's a huge, like a much bigger deal. Mm. There are Americans that want to go to Africa. Sure, I want to go to Africa, but like it's not like in the top mm-hmm. five of list of people where people want to go. But you meet a lot of Chinese people. They're like, yes, Africa. Yeah, I want to go there so bad. Yeah, they're doing. I mean, there are a lot of uh, Chinese projects uh, in Africa. A lot of people go there for work. So we see them in the news a bit more. You know, like China's helping to build a port here, a road there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you see it more in the news, you become familiarized with it, right? And then maybe Mm -hmm. somebody's uh, cousin or relative has worked in Africa. And then you don't feel like it's so remote anymore, Mm. right? Same as like Sri Lanka or other countries you probably wouldn't think of traveling to. If you see it more, I mean, with the Belt and Road, um, we start to hear a lot, the names of a lot more countries, 
that have something to do with China now, right? In the in the past, you have to go search for these names. Now they pop up in the news. So there's a project here, you know, they're building something else together there, and I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe that's a place we can go to travel.、Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot more options nowadays. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned Japan before. I've been twice because I have the proximity.、Mm. You know, I, I was I went there from Beijing, so it was、mm. like, oh wow, I've always wanted to go to Japan.、Mm-hmm. So we went to Tokyo, and then we,、mm. the next trip we went to Osaka, and we tried to go to Kyoto. Kyoto, you, you got to go. We were go. so overwhelmed. Well, here's the thing: you can get to Kyoto from Osaka in like an hour、uh-huh. or two hours. But we were in Osaka, and we were planning a trip to Kyoto, and we were like, there's so much cool stuff to do in Osaka <laughs> that we didn't anticipate. Anticipate that we're just like we're not going to Kyoto.、Uh, we'll just go there on another trip, right, and we're just、right. like didn't I end up going at all because Osaka apparently has this map. Well, it does because I went there. It、mm-hmm. has a huge aquarium,、mm. and it has like Dotonbori, which is like Shinjuku, but in Osaka, and it's a, it's absolutely beautiful. But you know, a lot of Americans would love to go to Japan. You bet. The thing、mm. is, it's too far away.、Well, that's true. Here's、mm. the thing: a lot of people would love to come to China too,、mm. but like it's also not. Easy to get to, and you know what? Another thing is,、mm-hmm. most Americans、mm-hmm. are like you. You're describing Spain and Italy.、Mm. About a lot of places, Americans are actually like not most Americans. I'm not talking about all, every American because their Americans will go anywhere.、Mm-hmm. A lot of Americans are afraid、mm. to get out of their comfort zone and、mm. go somewhere that's going to be too unfamiliar.、Mm. That is why people take so many cruises.、Ah. They're like, oh, I'm going to get on a cruise and I'm going to be taken care of by professionals.、Right. There's going to be food there. There's going to be my bed is going to be in the same. Place every day.、Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to all these places, and I can deboard and look around and get back on my cruise. Right. So a lot of people take these,、mm. yeah, these, these because it's for security and for safety and for comfort and like just everything's gonna be taken care of for me. That's what、That's、I think、nice. a lot of American <laughs> tourists、uh-huh. are like that. And then you have some young people who are like, okay, I'm going to take a backpack. Yeah, I'm going to tear across Asia or whatever. <laughs> or like, but th- they're the、mm. minority. Yeah, there's、uh, the U.S. fascination with cruises. I mean, my mom literally、mm. had to force me to go on a cruise with her because she wanted to go. Yeah, I wouldn't go. Yeah, I went, and I'm like, I'm just stuck on a <laughs> boat <laughs> that's rocking all the time. Yeah, you can feel it rocking, and we have this like <laughs> tiny compartment. I mean, it was tiny. Next time, if we if I go again, which、mm. I don't think I will, but I'm gonna pay for a bigger room. <laughs> That was way too small. <laughs> and then, as you mentioned, like we were on the ocean most of the time. And then when you get to a place, you stay for like a few hours, and that's it, right? And then you hop back on the boat. So at the end, I was like, well, I didn't really go anywhere.、Mm. I mean, I landed right on this island and that island, and that was very nice. But most of the time was spent on the boat. To be honest, I don't quite get it. And we were like, and we ran into a、um, a storm.、Um, so I was like really sick. <laughs> everybody, pretty much everybody, was、uh, you know had motion sickness. So I'm like, Mom, never drag me onto another cruise again. I mean, literally, all the plates in the in the、uh, dining hall fell onto the ground. And my mom was telling me, Gosh, even the、um, you know the 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 waiters or people you know. Doing service, they were throwing up because you think of them as people who never, you know, get motion sickness. So that's my、uh, experience with cruise, and and I know that in the states it has a very good reputation. It's like where rich people. 
how want to spend their lives you know just live on a i don't thing. think that's true i think that's the perception <laughs> that they want to give people right. i think rich people are like you know they're on their if they're really rich they have their own private yacht mm. like they're they're not on a cruise i think it's a middle age and my my mind uh, like a cruise is something a middle-aged person does because mm. they always wanted to travel mm. but they don't want to actually take the the steps to go and walk around yeah plan a, and walk around in a city they're on familiar with go to a, find a hotel and a taxi that that in a language they don't understand and so they're too That's a lot true. of them are just too frightened, right. frightened to really mm. travel so the cruise is the safe way to travel because like everything is taken care you, of yeah everything's taken mm. care of and all you have to do is go along and you know i'm yeah. trying to imagine if i were like just an american who hasn't been to china and i'm thinking about traveling to china I will worry a little bit too, because it's, I mean, it's literally on the other side of the planet mm -hmm. and they speak a different language mm -hmm. and I don't really know anything about this place. Mm. It would really help if you have just one friend, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Who's been there, who can take you, um, around for a few days to, to get adjusted. Mm -hmm. Because once you are here, you'll realize that it's very safe mm -hmm. and people are very friendly. And it's very convenient, mm -hmm. especially nowadays. Um, and there is a lot of online resources. Mm -hmm. But say if you are like you're not used to dealing with all these hassles of going to a new place, maybe it will be it's better to go with a group or something. Mm -hmm. So but I want to assure our listeners who are interested <laughs> in coming to China that it's a very safe place. And um, yeah, it's a, it's one of the safest places you could possibly go. Yeah. And if you're a foreigner, you know, wearing shorts in the winter and looking all lost in the middle of nowhere <laughs> on the on the on the street, people will come over to help. Even if their English is, is broken, um, they have the you know, they have the goodness in their heart to come over and help. Um, so don't be too afraid. <laughs> I always say that you're 100% right. Well, firstly, there's several things I wanted to also touch on this. So thank you for opening it up. Mm. For those American listeners who do want to come to China, start easy. Go to Senya. Like, just go. It's like, oh, so yeah, just go somewhere right. where it's actually, you want to see a beach. Okay, go there. There's beaches. But I mean, anywhere else, mm. you know, like, it's so incredibly safe. There's, I have never personally experienced any criminality in China mm. whatsoever. I feel comfortable, mm. you know, walking down the street in the middle of the night, totally alone, mm -hmm. like in any city I've ever been in. Mm. It feels like, you know, I'm probably the person that everyone's scared of because it's like, hey, there's this. <laughs> Giant American guy walking around at night. <laughs> Why is he out of, out, you know, anyways. People like peeking from. Yeah. And people, you know, it's, I actually find it too helpful. Mm. You know, I'm in a restaurant and I'm trying to order in mm. Chinese and people walk over and say, oh, I speak English. Let me help you. And they're like, they want everyone, everywhere I go all the time. People want to help. And sometimes I feel frustrated by it a little bit because I'm trying to speak Chinese. And like they're like, right. you just underrated my ability to communicate to where you think that you need to help me. I mean, I feel at one time, thank you for the help. Thank you for being kind and helpful. Mm. And the other time, ashamed that my Chinese came across so bad <laughs> that I needed to be perceived as needing help. Right. Well, it will help if your wife is with you, right? Because she's Chinese. And then people know, oh, he's yeah. taken care of. No yeah. problem. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, people are super helpful. You know, like the first thing a lot of people notice is what seems like a lot of police, but they're not. They're like bawans, which are like security guards. Mm. But, you know, you walk up to them right, and say, right. hey, I'm looking for, you know, the billiards hall. And they'll be like, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. point which way it's to go. Like the if you ever need help in China, the people you should go to are the Bawans or the security guards or the police. Mm. They are so helpful. They're like trying to resolve problems. They're not trying to create problems. Right. And also, I think in the States, 
the, do police officers, they all have guns, do they? Yeah, they all have guns. They Yeah, and tasers. Okay, I don't think that's the case in China. In China, Chinese people's impression of police officers and soldiers, they have extremely good impression and relationship mm-hmm. with police officers and soldiers. I don't know if yeah. you ever noticed, but for them, you know, for us, these are the people that are always there to help us. They are there to, they are the safest people for us. <laughs> if you back up, like put soldiers in America are beloved. People love soldiers. So like, you know, if they, they're they in a mm. restaurant and there are soldiers there, very often people will just be like, oh, put their their meal on my tap. People mm. love, just like in China, the, the perception of soldiers is beloved in both places. And firefighters. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Right, firefighters. Right doctors Same. yeah but in the difference is police officers in america are very much like mm. kind of aggressive i have never found that the case personally i have always personally my own interactions with police have been extremely positive but i have read i don't know mm-hmm. how many hundreds of articles or seen how many dozens of youtube videos mm. where police have been like using their power to flex on people in very unusual and authoritarian kind of ways. But that is not, mm. from all of our American listeners, that is not the case in China. Police here are just like your buddy who's standing there, who you can go and ask for help. Right. There are people who are there to help you. Like, so the, the interesting thing is, you know, sometimes, let's say, uh, the BBC, they will write articles on China and they will take pictures with these really gray and dark uh, <laughs> yeah. taint grainy, to it, right? The, you know what the, I mean? The, the piano, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for example, like maybe when we have major meetings uh, in, in China, you know, national congregations, things like that. Mm-hmm. And the, the it's usually some Western media, probably including BBC, they will come over and take these really gray and dark and somber pictures, you know, of the meeting places with the security guards standing outside. Um, and then they'll, it gives the people the feeling that this is a tightly controlled country where mm-hmm. everybody is living under threat. I mean, that's so not it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pic- they give the pictures such a dark color. For us, these are the uh, security uh, guards or soldiers who are there to maintain um, people's safety and also uh, just order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a close, very close relationship bond between uh, the people and the police officers and also it's really mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. firefighters. They're the ones who are willing to sacrifice their lives to save you. Mm-hmm. And also the police officers here in China, I don't think most of them carry guns. There are very strict regulations as to which police officers can carry guns, I think. I mean, even mm-hmm. in the States, even traffic police, they carry guns around. I don't know why, <laughs> right? For here, like, you don't mm-hmm. just whip out your gun. Um, but I think there are reasons for that because in the States, I guess a lot of people, they probably carry guns. So the police officers mm-hmm. have to protect themselves. Here, like, we, nobody yeah. has guns, yeah. right? You have one, you're, you're in. I mean, where did you get that? <laughs> That's like illegal. So the police officers are not as afraid. Um, of being harmed in cases of conflicts. So in general, it uh, gives you a much, much sense of safety, I think. That's what I'm trying to say.
I see children walking around in China, you know, like at odd hours with backpacks alone. And they're like seven years old. I'm like, oh, okay, that would not happen in America. <laughs> like some kid in a backpack is just walking around in the city at 10 o'clock at night. Like, but in China, you don't mm. worry. You're just like, okay, he's probably a couple blocks from home. No big deal. You know, it's a, he, it's right. a there's a vast difference. I mean, I have been stood up at gunpoint in, in the U.S., my uh, a friend oh. of mine and I, we were in a city. Uh, I don't want to defame the city, so I'm not going to say the name of the city. We were in a city that we were mm-hmm. not familiar with, and we were walking around. I think it was it was nighttime. It was like 9 o'clock p.m., and three children, mm. children, they must have been 11 or 12, rolled up on us on these amazing bicycles, by the way. They had beautiful bicycles. They had like brass rims, mm. and they pulled guns on us, and they were like, they said oh. something that I can't repeat. Those were not kind words, but they demanded our money. And actually, I, uh-huh. I were like, okay. Okay, they don't want to kill us. They just want money. So I was like, okay. Huh. They were like, give me your wallet. That was part of what they said. I'm not going to finish the statement. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I was like, hey, I mm-hmm. need the BART tickets, which are the subway cards. Right. Can I keep these, please? Oh, and he was like, okay, oh, fine. So I, he just took the cash out of my wallet. He was a very, very right. kind young criminal. <laughs> 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 and so I was allowed to their understanding. Yeah, I was allowed right. to keep my wallet, which just had like subway passes in it, essentially. Did you say thank you? No, I did not say thank you. I did not. <laughs> he was robbing me. Anyways, so then we went back to the subway. To, oh, we realized dear. actually when we got to the subway that we didn't have enough money on our subway cards. So we actually had mm. to then beg for money. We were like, oh. can someone give us like we need 10 more cents to like put on our cards uh-huh. so we can get back home. And eventually like oh. the station agent was just like, whatever, just go, go, go. And he let us through. So we got onto the transportation uh-huh. like for free or whatever because he just felt bad for like these wow. stupid people that probably, probably shouldn't have been walking around at that hour in that part of town kind of oh, thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hope that will never happen to you again. But yeah, that would that doesn't happen in China. That doesn't ha- I would not be worried about that happening in China. No. So yeah. it's a totally different Not even toy guns. Like people universe. just don't play with that kind of stuff. home probably with if you have something that you are not sure how it translates and you want to say the Chinese and then the English like equivalent I think people would be interested in that I think there are a lot of Americans who are increasingly interested in what does Mandarin kind of sound like and mm. you know what what is Chinese it's, it's choppier so, don't you think Chinese sounds choppier da, 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 da. <laughs> I have very different feelings about it because you know having lived here there's different mm. Chinese accents and so like Shanghai people and Beijing people and like obviously people who speak a different language Guangdonghua mm. or a Cantonese Cantonese is very like mm-hmm. what I heard in the movies a lot because there's a lot of movie actors right. that spoke Cantonese or like in movies and stuff and so I'm used to that sound and it's like 
very sharp because mm. they have nine tones. Right. Like four is not enough. Gotta have nine. <laughs> yeah. So it's very, very different. But then, you know, Shanghai people have like a very like, I don't know, kind of high. It sounds it's more mellow. You think though. it's mellow? I think it's more like a, it's kind of choppy a little bit to me. Really? Like very, it kind of chop, chop, mm-hmm. chop, chop, chop. But you know, you in Beijing, it's like, <laughs> it sounds like a pirate. Army matey, you know, <laughs> really? we're going to Stanley Twar. <laughs> <laughs> but see, Wuhan dialect. The reason I I was born in Wuhan and I lived there for、oh. my first uh like fourteen, fifteen years, but I never learned、mm. the Wuhan dialect because they sound like they're bickering. You know when they're just、yeah. when they're just talking, they sound like they're mad at at each other. <laughs> But you know, I noticed that in a lot of places that people like raise their voice and like seem aggressive, but to each other, to like you know,、uh-huh. even my mom and my my wife and my mom will do it. I'll be like, "Are you guys arguing? Like, no, we're talking about what we're gonna have for dinner." Right. Like- <laughs> that's that's what Wuhan dialect sounds to me. But some、mm-hmm. people, some people, they they can you know maybe. They speak a little softer, and that you don't feel that anymore. But in general,、mm. so that's why I never really learned it.、Um, I、mm. think it has something to do with the climate. It gets、mm. like so hot in the summer, like、mm. no one has the patience to talk or <laughs> to communicate nicely because you're just <laughs> being cooked <laughs> while you're outdoors. I, I'm worried I consume too much sodium. So one of the things I like about sodium, the, the like salt, salt, salt. Yeah, one of the things that's great is like it's a free outdoor sauna. You go outside and you're like, all that salt's coming out. <laughs> well, you were actually you 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 were definitely thinking about the positive side, but that is true.、Um, it's very what is what's the word like detoxing. It's mm-hmm, a great、mm-hmm. method to de- detox. You know, if you go to Wuhan in the summertime,、uh, but don't say that I we didn't warn you. It's really, it's really, hot. really yeah. hot. Yeah, it's like pushing your human limits, basically. I was thinking we're still talking about China,、mm-hmm. and we're we're talking to our American listeners, and we want to see if they want to come to China. If you had some tips to give to people, what would you give? What would you tell、mm, them? First of all, don't be afraid. Right, it is a new place, and it would be helpful if you do have a friend who can, you know, take you around places. And、uh, there are a lot of resources online.、Right? If you come to Beijing, is it's very mm. easy. Mm.、Um, so I, I just think, don't be afraid. What else? I don't know. I mean, because it seems like such a normal place to me. I I don't know if it. I can't imagine myself coming here for the first time. Well, I think most people want to see the Great Wall. They want to see the Forbidden City. Maybe they want to see like the Temple of Heaven. Maybe、mm-hmm. because they read about it somewhere. I think there's a lot more than that. Obviously, yeah, go see the Great Wall. Sure, go do it. You know, be a、mm-hmm. selfie city, right? Go、It'll、ahead. Take a day. It'll take a day. But yeah, take a yeah. day. It'll take a day. But you know, there's so much more to see in like any of these major cities that I think. You would- Have you been to Gubei Shuizhen? What is Gu? Gubei Water Town. Yes, yes, I have. Simitai. You have? It's about yeah. I've been there. Two wait, two hours、mm-hmm. from maybe Wireless. Yeah. We spend like one day and one night there, and I was fascinated.、Mm-hmm. I loved it. I didn't know there was a water town. Well, you know, it wasn't there. It wasn't there ten years ago. Really? I went there. Yeah, I went there. It's an ancient town. No, it's not. Nah.、Uh, I went there during construction, and they were building it. It's not an. It, maybe it was an ancient town that used to have like twenty people in it. But what it is today is、oh. like all manufactured in the last ten years the and built. Building. I, w- I literally showed up when、oh. they were like building that. Yeah, they made it to look kind of ancient and stuff.、Mm. But Gubei Water Town is like kind of like a. It's very quaint. It's beautiful. Kind of like Tianmen.、Mm-hmm. You go to Tianmen and it's like all made to look like ancient China or like yeah, you know, at least、new. you know a hundred years ago. It's all new. I visited when it was. 
real. <laughs> yeah. But when it was like when it was real, it was very the, the alleys were very narrow though. But I wouldn't say yeah, that's the thing to see, you know, like I wouldn't say go out into mm. the countryside to one of these tourist locations. My mm. advice would be the opposite. Go see actual Beijing if you're going to be in Beijing anyway. Just walk around. Exactly. I love walking around in the city. Go to the hut go to the hutongs. Go exactly. to the hutongs. Exactly. Yeah, go check out the hutong. Go see the bell tower. Go to Hohai. Mm. Don't go to the just like Gugong. Obviously Gugong's great, but you know, go to the anywhere inside what they call the second ring and just walk around inside there mm-hmm. it's, it's i beautiful. think walking around yeah in beijing is a very good idea like you don't even have to have a destination in mind i mean here for the first time anywhere is new right and if you let's say you get off one of these um uh subway stops near a like the inner city areas mm. just take your backpack and walk around yeah right? and there are also bicycles you can rent mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know you have to be pretty good because there are a lot of cars and people (laughs) around walking is such a good idea yeah walking and you will come yeah just just walk i mean it will be a nice day hike that's how i like to travel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know when i go to places especially uh let's say last time we went to uh kyoto Mm -hmm. like my favorite thing to do is just take my backpack and set up Mm -hmm. and walk and uh if you get tired maybe go on the subway for a stop or two right you land somewhere else that's how you get a feel how the people, the local people, how they live, right? And I think that's real traveling to mm-hmm. me. I don't really care much about, you know, taking photos at landmarks. That's not my way of traveling. So here in Beijing, same thing. Yeah, I think you can spend a very nice afternoon. I remember the last time I was in one of those Hutong areas. It was near, um, what's the name of that temple? Uh, uh-huh. Gong. Uh-huh. Right, you know where that is. Yunhegong, Yunhe Temple. And I had to do something um, nearby. And then afterwards, I just walked around and I ended up in this hutong. I don't even know the names of it. But, you know, it looks just like any old hutong. A lot of people pretty, you know, close quarters living close by. And then I um, found this Indian restaurant uh-huh. <laughs> on the on the second floor um, inside the hutong. Like you wouldn't think there would be an Indian restaurant here. And it turned out to be really good. So I spent the afternoon on the balcony. It was second floor of this restaurant and just overlooking the hutong. I, I know the one you're, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Really? Okay. But the food there's was like, really good. There's like six or seven Indian restaurants in this city. I love but it. The one that's on the second floor overlooking the hutong. I know, I know which one. Really? <laughs> you know, but also, yeah. yeah, but also, you know, if you're next to Yonghagong, the Lama temple, mm. which a lot of expats love to right. go, but a lot of people don't realize you can go west from there. Huh like five minute walk and the Confucian temple, the temple of Confucius, the Beijing temple of Confucius is right there. So Kongzi's oh, temple mm-hmm. is just like five minute walk West from Yonghegong from the Lama temple. Mm-hmm. So in the same day trip, you can see both of them. Right. Oh, you know what? The t- one tip I would give, um, even though I have not had personal experience, but if you can get in contact with another expat here in Beijing, Right, who's been here for a little while? Mm-hmm. I think that will be great. Um, if they have a free Saturday, you know, you can take a day trip together. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will, you know, show you just the places that are the most interesting. Um, Sunny Tun and also uh, Lanse Gangwan. These are, you know, both really nice places with very nice restaurants mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, places you can walk around. See, I think that will work, right? Just, just uh, get in contact with someone who's been here for a while. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, I also wanted Mm. to kind of magnify out. Like, yeah.
also kind of back up, not just talk about Beijing. I want to talk about what are the places Americans think of when they want to come to China. So I think they want to come to Beijing. They want to come to Shanghai. They want to come to Senya. Maybe some of them want to go to Guangzhou. I don't know. I don't right. think Shenzhen's. I don't think Shenzhen's really on, high, high on the list because it's not historical. I mean, it's just another no city. Temples. It's a nice. It's city. just a city. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people think of that. Go ahead. Can I recommend something? A place? Sure, absolutely. Uh, have you? Well, I wanted before we get to recommendations, let's sure. divide this. <laughs> I wanted to. Be, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Baby. Okay. I was thinking first we should categorize. What do we think? Um, where do we think Americans want to go? I think Harbin because people oh, do cool. know about the ice festival. I've been to that and I think, ice festival. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I think people do want to go there. Mm-hmm. I also think mm-hmm. people they think of the Yangtze River, mm-hmm. maybe Sanxia, and I think people. Want to go to Tibet? There's a big like interest in going to Tibet.、Ooh. So I think when I think of what Americans want, maybe Qingdao, maybe Qingdao because of the beer, you know. There's,、mm. the, and if you go to a Chinese restaurant in America, there's going to、mm. be Qingdao in the fridge, so people have heard of Qingdao. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> These are the tropes I imagine in the Great Wall, of course, but that's why part of Beijing, right? Or maybe、mm-hmm. the Terracotta Warriors in Xi'an.、Mm. Right, so, but right, right.、Oh, now, now, now we're segment two.、Mm. Where should they actually go? Um, that's that's and so you wanted to say、mm, oh your recommendation that's not on the list but it's very very famous it's、uh, the Jiu Zhai Gou Valley or the、mm-hmm. Nine Village Valley you can find this online、mm-hmm. um it's known for its nine Tibetan villages within its boundary、mm-hmm. I mean the words associated with Jiu Zhai Valley are words like magical. Um, fairyland,、mm. enchanted,、Ooh. things like that, because it, it's it's all natural, but there is a magical element to it. Like the pic, I've never been there, but I've seen pictures of it.、Mm. The first time I heard of it, that I knew it, was from a poster from my、uh, junior high classroom, and I mean the poster had been there for years. We just never really looked at it, and then one day, my best friend. She's still my best friend, <laughs> and <laughs> we knew each other, you know, since、uh, junior high days. And she looked up one day and saw that poster, and she was like, "Wait a minute! I know this place. This is the Jiu Zhai Valley."、Um, her mom, her mom taught in the school, and so in the summer times they have summer vacations together,、mm. and they love to travel. So they went there before, and she started telling me all about this nine village valley. She's like, this is the most magical place I've ever been to. The water is so clear and pretty. They're like water of different colors, and you you see like um like forest under the water.、Mm. Can you imagine like forest under the water? The water was so clear, um, and it's I mean it's all it's like a natural park. It is a natural mm, park. Mm. Um, and I remember years later, you know, my friend was like, "Oh, I wonder how Jiu Zhai v- v- Valley is now. Is it polluted, or you know, is it still as beautiful as it is?" And we looked things up, and her,、um, I think her family friend traveled there, and they say it's been very nicely preserved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.、Um, it is a natural reserve and a national park. Let me just read this off here. Located in north of Sichuan Province in southwestern China, and it is inscribed by UNESCO as a World Heritage Site、mm. uh, back in 1992, and it's a World Biosphere Reserve.
like there are some places that I've been that I would highly recommend. Mm -hmm. I would recommend for Western people, ancient Chinese style architecture is fascinating to look at. So if you're in Beijing, I think you should go to, which is like a a temple complex where you can see a lot of ancient looking architecture. Mm. I think that that's really beautiful. Or the White Cloud Taoist Temple in Beijing is also... Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so... There are a lot of temples around. There are a lot Mm. of temples. And, you know, even if you're not a Taoist or whatever, you go there and the architecture is just stunning. It's just absolutely Mm. beautiful. More than a millennia Mm. old. And Xi'an is full of that, too. Xi'an is the Mm -hmm. more ancient capital of China. So there's all of these, like, beautiful ancient architecture all over the city as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And people who go to Shanghai, obviously, they're going to be brought to the Bund. Mm. Um, but a lot of people I know, Chinese people... I will walk around in old parts of Shanghai. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the shiny new places, you can, you know, g- take a look for a few hours. And then I would just <laughs> take my backpack and go into the older districts. I think that's what real Shanghai is like, at least in my memory, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Go where there are these narrow alleys, just like the hutongs, mm-hmm. and get a feel for how people actually live. You know, you'll probably hear people cooking from their kitchen and you can smell the yummy fragrance of uh, family cooking as you walk down the alley. You know, you can sort of tell what each different families are cooking for dinner. And then, you know, people still hang their laundry to dry outside overhead. It's just a different feel. You know, you don't get this everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend that just the walking tours, walking day tours, Mm -hmm. go explore. It's safe. No. Another one is, and this is recommended by a lot of my Chinese friends is Qinghai Lake which is out way out west. Oh, so you'd have to take a special right. trip there. But everyone I know has who's gone has said it looks mm-hmm. like a tropical pair, even though the lake is like, you know, super salty apparently or something. Like apparently it's just mm. resplendent and the beaches are like white sand beaches and it's really beautiful. Again, I guess that's a Western beach kind of thing. Yeah, but not like the Caribbeans. <laughs> and make sure you have yeah, your yeah, sunblock because yeah. uh, they will like be peeling by the end of the day because <laughs> it's high altitude. It's probably at least like 3,000. Uh, meters above the sea level, I would imagine, right? Because it's, you know, more to the western side. And speaking of another high-altitude place, Yunnan, mm, people oh, love to go to Dali. And they, nice. Yeah, it's really, you know, look, a lot of people outside of China don't know mm. about it, but everyone I know in China, expats and Chinese alike, know that Yunnan is Oh, gorgeous. gosh, that's like a different world all in itself. Um, I've, I've only been to uh, Dali and also the ancient town. Uh, Lijiang, mm. um, for a short period of time. But, you know, in the future, I'm sure we'll take our daughter there to travel around. And there are the snow mountains and mm-hmm. there's culture there. You know, you go there and you go into the um, villages and there are people still wearing their traditional mm-hmm, clothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's just a different feel, really. And with the beautiful scenery, you feel like you're walking into some place at a different time, you mm. know, from a different time mm. um, in a different world. I think that will be really worth it. Yeah. If someone's going to come all the way from the United States to China, they're probably going to spend two weeks. Yeah. I'm guessing two that, weeks that is not yeah, enough. It's not enough. No, <sighs> it's not. Right. You can't cover... see anything in two weeks. <laughs> right. I mean, going to <laughs> Yunnan, it takes what, three, four hours from Beijing plane mm-hmm. ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like another trip in itself. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. We have a packed schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Harbin is also, but it's only if you're used to the. But you have to go in February. Yeah. You have to go in the middle of winter. I went there for work one time. 
but I went there to cover the uh, the ice sculpture festival. Mm-hmm. So it was like a fun trip. And everybody... The largest ice sculpture festival in the world. I know. It's like real size, man. <laughs> Everything was like the actual size. Yeah, they make these colossal buildings that they... they <laughs> And they put lights in. So right. as they're building these, they put lights inside. So you can walk around inside the structure. Castle. And it's all lit up. Like it's, like it's a castle mm. that you can walk around inside. And it's all beautiful and it changes color. It's it. huge. Man, I mean, forget Christmas lights. <laughs> Harbin light. That's yeah. amazing. So before I went there, everybody, we, we went as a team for work. Everybody thought we we're going to freeze to death <laughs> because it was so cold. <laughs> but um, our workplace actually, you know, bought uh, everyone a whole set of really thick down jacket and pants and everything. So we were well taken care of. And by the time we, we arrived, we, we never felt cold when we were there. But mm. it was like minus 25 Celsius. Mm. I mean, it, wow. it was, it would be cold if you were just wearing shorts. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that, Jason. <laughs> You'll be like a walking. No way, no way. I have my eye limits too, yeah. Yeah, no they say that you can literally, like if your ears are exposed uh, at temperature like minus 25 Celsius, they will like, they will fall off <laughs> if, <laughs> if you expose it for long enough. But for the whole time that I was there, we were so well protected that I was like hot all the time. And also <laughs> at places like that, it's very warm indoors. I mean, they, they go crazy with their mm, heating mm. and also food. There's like abundance of all kinds of uh, um, heat generating food. <laughs> mm. So that we were really well fed and warm and the festival was a lot of fun. It was, it was spectacular because it's not something that you get to see in other parts, you know, in a lot of other places in the world. It's very unique. I recommend that. Yeah. But do take your thick down jackets. You could probably, I'm just guessing, rent jackets at that point or just buy something for right then. If you, if you're not dressed appropriately, you're, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't go outside. Right. (laughs) In the middle of winter at that time in Beijing, I'm not wearing shorts, baby. I'm like, okay, it's, it's time to put on like long johns (laughs) and pants and like the thick socks and like the shoes that go over your ankles. Nice. So, I mean, Harbin is way further north than Beijing. So, oh, did you? So, you've been there, right? I have not. I have not. No, I have a lot of friends who went. I just never made the trip. My trips have been dedicated, and we're running out of time. My trips have been dedicated to like, I'm really interested in the mountains. I read about about how like there are these Mm. nine sacred Chinese mountains that are sacred in Taoism and Buddhism. And like, I'm not a Buddhist, but Mm -hmm. I love that you know, old architecture. I love the idea of going up Mm. to somewhere that what used to be highly inaccessible, but now just tourists go there. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to like tick off the mountains by going to them. Okay. So here's the thing. My wife and I love traveling. We were traveling internationally a lot. And then it was like late 2018. We came back Mm -hmm. from the Philippines from white beach. And we were like, okay, Mm. this next year or two is our China time. Mm. And then that that's when it because like, okay, traveling is no longer an option. (laughs) And so we just stopped. We we just the timing wasn't right for Mm. us, but it is something that's our agenda. Nice. Well, we will be waiting to read your blog. I know, the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always lovely to talk to you, and time always goes too fast. Yeah, I know, but we will be back, okay, guys? See you next time. Thank, Thank you. you, Jason. Bye, everyone. Bye.